0: I'm going to let you in on a little secret that almost everybody else in this world automatically knows. Control is an illusion, you infantile egomaniac. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. Not on a freeway, not in an airplane, not inside our own bodies, and certainly not on a racetrack with 40 other infantile egomaniacs. Nobody knows and nobody controls anything. Now, you've gotten a glimpse of that and you're scared.
1: Hi, this is Jim. And this is Second Chance, a Moped Tiger. Welcome, everybody, to another week of Second Chance of Moped Podcast. Another week. This is the last week of Second Chance of Moped Podcast. Um, you know what? I'm going, I'm chasing my fucking tail with that gosh darn Baker's dozen bike. Because now I got that one seat all fitted and I was about ready to send it out, but I was riding with some people this week, and we had about I don't know, eight or nine of us were just went riding and Went up in the north suburbs. It was fun until um, freaking one of the guys, I am totally blanking on his name. I gave him the part afterward. Broke down next to a really nice private golf course. And I don't know if they were Brad. That's what it was, Brad. Um, Yeah, <laughs> he had to get a Uber. I wonder what his Uber bill was. Pretty much from like north of St. Paul to... Minneapolis, somewhere, Brad. I'm sorry, I don't know where you live, but you know, it was a fun ride. Everybody had a pretty good time, and it was just nice to hang out with moped people and go on. You know, we did about 50 miles. Um, and I've been freaking avoiding my Baker's Dozen build because of my ongoing seat issue. Like anybody else who's done the Baker's Dozen, I haven't, but I'm getting prepared for it. I want to be comfortable, but like. My problem was on that long ride I had. You know what? I fucking love the way this bike fits. Why don't I do this same setup? And now I'm pissed because I got to re weld stuff back on that I cut off and blah, blah, blah. Um, So, yeah, that's my freaking weekend in mopeds. Oh, by the time you guys hear this, I should be either just waking up or catching a flight to moped spring break. You know, Amanda, I will say this if anybody's planning a rally, I would maybe try to hire her as your rally consultant because, oh, my God, this girl is, like, built a website. She's arranged chefs. She's humble enough to know she wasn't experienced enough or fast enough to lead the ride. So she recruited somebody to help her with that. That's just good leadership, I think, you know, knowing your strengths and recognizing your weaknesses. Amanda is becoming one of my favorite people in mopeds. Um, but like everybody does. And like, that's the running joke with this whole podcast. Like everybody asks me, what's your favorite episode? The last one. Like, cause I get to, I, I love my friends and I love the people who are in my life, but like, I enjoy meeting new people all the time because you never know what experience you might have with that person. And that leads us into this guest this week. I had never, I had heard her name kicked around here or there. Um, I think Thomas from Moped Monday brought her up on an episode a year or so ago. Rob Burrito brought her up once or twice. Um, Maitland brought her up. And I found out this person had breast cancer. And that really um, hit me at home because my favorite aunt, Julie, um, had a, ongoing battle with um cancer and julie was my favorite aunt and i love julie to death and um yeah with (laughs) i i'm terrible at segues and lead-ins and like drum rolls and all that good stuff but with that i'm gonna introduce our guest this week
0: hi i'm jenny ray jenny from uh, baker's dozen i don't even know what do you say here
1: well, you know, just where you're from, any now oh. or former club associations that you still want to talk about. I do want to point out, if you can see my coffee cup, this was pure happenstance that I picked this one today. So why don't you talk about what I just showed you?
0: Um, I am, he just showed me a Buffalo mug and I am one of the... Well, I was before we retired Buffalo Boys, and we are the second of three Moped branches that came out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So that's always my claim to fame is is that Sioux Falls is the city with the most consecutive Moped branches to continually come out of there. So take that, Chicago, or wherever (laughs) else you
1: have I think Richmond might be coming nipping at your guys' heel because they have like 500 moped clubs there now, but we'll we'll, we'll let South Dakota have this one for a minute. Um, apparently, there's some people from South Dakota coming moped spring break, so we'll see. But um, hold on, Jenny, I gotta get my. That was a poor one. I gotta get another sip of coffee. This is a weird mug. I pick. I got this, and I'm like, this is meant to be because South Dakota, Buffalo, Jenny Ray.
0: I totally gave up coffee today. That was that a hurt.
1: terrible decision. Like,
0: it wasn't. Terrible. I'm going to tell you. So <laughs> the only thing that I've learned from having breast cancer is, is the doctors are sadists. Mm-hmm. And every time I feel like, like, really, I think that they could buffer a lot of the things that they make me do with a little comfort. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, nope. no, thank you. So today I get to give up coffee <sighs> and giving up drinking wine is nipping at the heels and it's i just i don't know i'm gonna write a lot of doctors very unhappy <laughs> letters after it all uh i
1: can say this i quit drinking when i was 19 i quit smoking three years ago after my moped accident i don't think i could ever give up coffee like there's no fucking way like it's all i got left like let me have this like but it's
0: pretty awful
1: um here jenny on second chance moped podcast we go through people's moped journeys what happened the very first time they saw a moped to their smile ride to you know what it was like kind of middle part of their journey and what it's like today so jenny ray why don't you tell us what was your very first memory of a moped not necessarily getting on but right but like seeing a moped conceptually knowing that's a moped and it's
0: Yeah. Well, I think the first moped I ever saw was actually the first moped that I ever rode. So I, uh, Brandon Eliason from Janice and then from the Buffalo boys and now from kind of everywhere Mm -hmm. is uh, he really liked to eat hamburgers. And so there's a great place called Burger Time that is like an incredible burger place uh, in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And mm-hmm. one time I went over to his house and he was like, hey, do you want to go get a hamburger? And I was like, I do. And he was like, so we have to ride mopeds. And I was like, can I just have a hamburger? And then he showed me this very yellow bike that he used to call the banana bike and let me ride it. And we went and got some of the most incredible hamburgers and yeah that was uh my first moped ride hamburgers
1: so so everybody's gotten to know by now on second chance moped podcast you can find us at second chance pod at instagram and i'm not gonna do any more emails because it's all over after this but what year was this i love my timelines
0: Oh my gosh!
1: This is the result of smoking way too much weed and watching VH1 Behind the Music during the winter time.
0: Okay, <laughs> wow. Well,
1: uh, rough I, time frame. We don't need to date a lady.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not really, I'm not really sure completely, but it has to have been m- more than thirteen years ago. I think I was probably around twenty-five or twenty-six, and I'm forty-two now, about to be forty-three. But that's kind of just a, a guess. We'll say two
1: thousand eight.
0: Um, yeah, I I would guess it was probably right around there. You know, if I was smarter, I would have gone back and listened to like Derek's podcast because it was probably the same summer he was riding, and. I don't know. I think you've gotten a lot of us in it. It was like angels for summer too. So mm-hmm. we're going to refer to it as the summer of magic for mopeds. Yes,
1: the summer of mopeds, which is actually going to be 2021 where it's going to be the summer of mopeds too, because I've got a feeling I got my first Rona shot this week. I think a lot of people are going to be all shot it up by Memorial weekend. We'll all have our 5g. We'll all be really getting a lot of cell phone reception and we're all going to be riding mopeds, but so you went and got that hamburger and like how did that progress for you like did you start looking for your own moped or
0: no because i'm i'm not that great at fixing mopeds
1: most just totally um, okay and i just want to say this jenny
0: i'm just because you're in i'm secure my own stupidity with moped fixing although i will tell you i can plan anything that any of you guys ever want to do and I can fret and I can worry about <laughs> who's going to do something stupid. And that is, yeah, that's been kind of my gift. Um, but fixing mopeds, not my gift. So I think Brandon Eliason helped me find a bike. Um, I think I actually, no, that's not true. My first moped that I bought was originally in the Shriner's Circus and Brandon bought two of them. And Goddamn so beautiful. The red... Pook maxi and it had these little things on the front to put flags because it was from the front shriners yes! God damn <laughs> yes! yes. And somehow Brandon had like gotten both of them out of the Shriners, uh and and had two. So he was willing to part with one because they were like a matching set. And you know, who needs two red Pook maxis from I've seven got
1: seven yellow hobbits in my fucking garage right now. I don't know why somebody yeah. Okay.
0: Well, so that was my first moped uh, and it was stock and ran beautifully and never broke ever. So I didn't even need to know how to fix anything because it was stock.
1: Mm -hmm. They never break when they're stock. We just can't leave well enough alone sometimes though.
0: It ran beautifully.
1: Right on, right on. So do you know, like I only really heard about Janice the branch um, over the last maybe two months now like do you know any of the history of that at all and not to throw you on yeah. the spot
0: no I know some of it but I wasn't in Janice so Janice was a branch I I believe that Janice was the first branch to travel to an out of state moped uh, mm-hmm. thing event and they went out to uh, one of the moped barbecues which used to be Uh, Memorial Day, Kalamazoo, the Decepticons, always threw Moped Barbecue, and that was kind of how our season started. So you would like go out, start the season, have a barbecue with your buddies, and then there were kind of other things, but Janice started um, and was two twins, which is why it's called Janice, um, because Janice is a twin constellation. Oh, um, I, see,
1: I never knew. I, I'm too lazy to do any research.
0: And then it was a bunch of kids, like a handful of kids that knew each other from going to Brandon High School, um, which ironically, Brandon Eliason went to Brandon High School.
1: Jesus. Yeah.
0: Um, And lived in Brandon. That was the town that he lived in. <laughs> Pretty great. Yeah.
1: His parents were real original with that name. Love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So. um. I, I know it started and they, they kind of on the Moped Army website, um, like found, I don't know, it's where they learned a lot of their stuff. And then they saw that there was a Moped Army barbecue and they were like, let's go to that. And then they packed up and went. And I believe if I can remember correctly, that Brandon Lyson was one of the first people to be kidding bikes that he mm-hmm. was just South Dakota and playing with kits and like finding stuff out and trying to make them go fast I don't remember if Tony was part of Janice but Tony kind of later was playing with like how to use alternative fuels and at some point like using um airplane fuel or something blowing mopeds up while we watched (laughs) Um, but so I guess I guess that like we just sort of entered there like, I don't know. Sioux Falls is the home of niceness, like <laughs> Minnesota, South Dakota. Like we're mostly the nice people in the Midwest.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like and- Derek and I were joking on his podcast, like Southern Minnesota, South Dakota, same fucking state. It's all flat. It's all the same until you get to the black Hills. Like it's Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, and I live in the Black Hills now, so I'm out here. Oh,
1: that's beautiful,
0: enjoying. yeah, it's nice if there's ever a place that anybody ever wants to visit Mount Rushmore or travel. I have three bikes in my garage that I might end up selling soon, so people should come out and visit
1: there you go. um yeah, I was I was gonna put you on the spot about something, but never mind. Um so you told me a little bit about janice you told me about the the hamburger spot um what was like your your first summer of mopeds you talked you talked about the summer of mopeds what was that like other than just going to the hamburger joint
0: so we so we started out okay So my first summer, we would just kind of all ride mopeds. This is actually how like most of the Sioux Falls branches kind of started. And Mm -hmm. I even saw a post on Facebook that they were, that burger time was closed. So they had to go somewhere else, which I saw that too. I saw that too. Yeah. I like the commitment of like, you know, every Sunday we met to get hamburgers Mm -hmm. and we rode around and got hamburger like that was just what we did we didn't drink we really didn't party we just kind of got together and like went to each other's house like we had a bunch of bicycles and asked for our friends to come out and ride around with us and we rode around it was and it was leah for the summer that i was in leah and dusty were riding mopeds chris and i think chris went on to be a rebel rouser. And then Derek and AJ were kind of this subgroup. They sort of stumbled into mopeds on their own and then joined up with us. Um, and then Bill Thompson was part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just kind of, I don't know, just this guy named Roy was hanging out kind of a lot. <laughs> we, we would just like go around and see well, who What was, was your first? to the hamburger.
1: <laughs> um, what was your first was it the first barbecue or like what was your first you were probably it sounds like this is predate of the rally like what was your first was it going to kalamazoo your first out-of-state experience or
0: yeah like- so my second summer i went to uh, barbecue 13 which is kind of where a lot of us all met each other it seems like barbecue 13 was like a big summer yeah yeah uh, you hear rally. about it from like
1: your generation of mopeds
0: yeah, the, the first like so, cut yeah so i actually made my first moped friend there and that was angel and i was trying to laugh at like there's just i was trying to think of how angel and i met and we were riding in a group ride and somebody hit somebody like two mopeds hit each other Uh-oh. and um there was a girl that had a. I don't know her name, but I know her, her partner's name was Gabe Cherry and she like fell off her bike and she had a helmet on, but she had a seizure. And so I stopped to stay with her and it's pretty interesting that I met Angel and I was like also one of her first out of state moped buddies and we met each other, like making sure this girl like this girl is having a seizure and I was like hey what's your name and she was like Angel and I was like mine's Jen how about you <laughs> hold this how about you make sure that she's okay and let's wait till law enforcement comes and you know Gabe was pretty stressed out and I'm a therapist so I was just like kind of talking to him about being calm and Angel had seen people had seizures through or seizures or whatever like through tattoo work
1: oh jeez, um, yeah
0: And like the next, so we just ended up both stopping and not freaking out. Um, And that's how we met. So yeah, I, I can't remember who, I mean, I met Dave B there and we stayed with him and I don't don't know. There's just a bunch of us that met.
1: Not to sidetrack you too much, but uh, Jason from Moped Monday has dubbed me days and this ties into seizures here. I was the first time I almost died. Don't you love a story starting like that? Um, I was on a beer run for the next day and I missed a stop sign and head on collision with a car. But I woke up and my head hit the A pillar of the truck and four skull fractures, torn blood vessel in the brain. Um, And I look around my truck and I, this is a thought that came, two thoughts came to me. First one was this, my mom's going to be pissed. I was 17. My mom's going to be pissed. I'm not going to be able to drink my beer. And I quoted Days of Thunder. I told them I was a car. I wasn't a car battery. I didn't need recharging. And I guess like that was all I remember. But I guess I got away from the ambulance crew, and walked out on the road and dropped and had a grand mal seizure. And like I saw the ambulance load me in. And day and a half later, I wake up in Rochester Mayo. So. And that was just south of Mankato. So nice little helicopter. That was the second, that was the first time I rode in a helicopter and never remembered it. So, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. That, that seems like a terrible experience. Yeah,
1: it was. Uh, It was something that really shaped my life for the next, you know, till now. <laughs> so, <laughs> but right on. So I'm in the seizure club as well. Um, You beat Angel. And Angel is, uh, yeah, I, Angel is in, everybody who like very this is what's awesome about the moped community as soon as you talk to them you have this stupid connection to them and like angel i had on the podcast angels always welcome my house like everybody else on second chance moped podcast and angel is an awesome 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 person just like yourself jenny ray so you go (laughs) to barbecue uh 13 you meet angel you help a girl who had a seizure um what was the next few years in mopeds like for you like
0: Well, I went home after Moped Barbecue, and we used my husband's car uh, to pull it out, and Derek and AJ blew up my husband's engine, Mm. and so I came home after that to (laughs) a very upset husband, and I don't think it ever, like, really settled after that, so uh, I got divorced. (laughs) (laughs) and that was my first husband and then I moved in uh with into like kind of I don't know end up Brandon Elias's house where like a lot of the moped kids were living Dylan was there and uh I don't know I think Chris was there and there was just a bunch of us and then uh Derek Laman and I started riding mopeds to get ice cream to heal our Mm -hmm. hearts he had a hurt heart too and we just ended up becoming really good friends and then made out a bunch. And then I married him and he was my second husband.
1: Right on. Yeah. That's a 10 year
0: divorce divorce or anniversary. I don't know how you like, I'm
1: pretty sure Hallmark has a card for it, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, I have recently been talking to him about how, like, I feel strongly that I'm a very good ex-wife. Like, I'm a horrible wife, but a very good ex-wife. <laughs> Okay. I may have been convinced to send me a divorce or nursery like gift. (laughs) Like it's the 10. It's a 10 year. I call him a lot uh, about, and
1: (laughs) that's funny.
0: I called him to ask if he wanted to get remarried for our 10 year anniversary of which he said no, because he thought that that would like greatly limit his ability to like maybe date or something. Yeah, but.
1: generally having a wife will every time. Um, my yeah. ex-wife, we get along. She recently bought a house and she asked if she could come over and transfer some hostas plants. I'm like, I don't care. You can go ahead if you think at this house you can maintain a garden. Go ahead because she couldn't yeah, last time.
0: But I honestly, I think divorce is the way to go in relationship. <laughs> like, like my. I have some incredible ex-husbands and they are like lovely human beings.
1: Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm never getting married again. Like I can handle being together with somebody for about 4 years, maybe 5 and then
0: oh. yeah. Oh, I'm unpleasant. Yeah. Like certainly unpleasant. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm an asshole. Leave me alone most of the time. Like I'll I can be really good for bursts at a time and then just leave me alone. But yeah. Mopeds.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's a, a funny world. It's such a strange thing to like have two worlds really. Like I have kind of my moped world, which is like my family. And then I have also this like world where I work and function as a grown-up now, mm-hmm. which I didn't have at the start of mopeds, but like now I'm I guess I'd be a grown-up. So Yeah, here, yeah it's, it's
1: weird doing that adulting thing during the week. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I think um, David from Los Chupacabres said it best, like, I go to work. And for me, at least, and maybe some other mopeders can identify with this. Like, the last hour of the day, I just want to get out and ride in the summertime. Because, like, Midwest, Jenny, can identify, like, we don't have a lot of nice days. It was, like, 75 here, and I'll just
0: was 82 here yesterday
1: that's a beautiful thing that's a beautiful thing
0: thing and it's gonna snow tomorrow
1: no is it
0: (laughs) but we're up in that i mean we're kind of more in the mountains so yeah
1: yeah yeah. it's supposed to rain here there we go fucking midwesters talking about the weather um so you and derek you get ice cream you make out blah 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 um where are you guys in, in mopeds at this point are you just riding or are you living in soup? well
0: we were both buffalo boys at that point we were buffalo we so we started the buffalo boys before um before him and i got together i think we were living in minneapolis for a hot minute and then we bought, I got a job for National Health Service Corps, like literally in the middle of nowhere in Magnolia, Minnesota. Yeah, like the it's... smallest, most pathetic, like town of 202. And there was like shit to do. But I yeah. will say I'm the proud owner of a gas station that That's... has been converted into a house. And I still own it because I can't really sell it because it's yeah. a gas station in a town of 202. And pretty much Derek and I were the only people that would have ever wanted to live in a gas station in a town of 202, Mm -hmm. but it had a damn nice garage. (laughs) Yeah. I had like a bathroom in the garage. I don't even know how I ever saw him.
1: um, I thought I went through every small town in Southern Minnesota. And I think you said that to me once Magnolia. I'm like, I don't know at all where that is. And I thought I was a really good drunk driver that went through all those small towns. So Congratulations for finding a town I've never been to. Thanks. Uh, hey, you know, we all got to have goals or something like that.
0: Well, if you're ever there and you need a gas station that is converted into a house, I would.
1: I'm good. To tell
0: it to you. Yeah, I'm
1: good. I'm good. Like I got out of Southern Minnesota and I can, some people that is awesome. They can love that small town life. It is, was never for me though. Um, what can I say? so you and derek you're married you got a gas station for a house um mm-hmm. where are you where are you at at mopeds at this point are you guys kind of getting around the country going to rallies or like
0: i think we so i think i can't remember if we were going to a lot of rallies at that point i mean i i don't know it's you know South Dakota is funny because like to go to a rally, you got to drive and like the closest rally from where we were at the time was like 17 hours away. Like there's now there's a Denver branch and now there's a Minneapolis branch and now, but like, man, there was jack shit for a while. It was like Mm -hmm. just us holding down the Midwest with like Michigan which is really not anywhere near us and then west coast like that was kind of what it was for a while um so I don't remember the timeline exactly I think like for me rallies started up um I so I've I've always gone to a couple a year Mm -hmm. um but I kind of picked up when um was it when we were living in memphis or when so i was living in memphis for a while with um uh with jason and lucy who are like the sweetest people in the whole world okay and and, um we went to a bunch of like the southern kind of like southern stuff and then um I also, when we were in Denver, it was just so easy to fly everywhere that like one year I ended up flying like to, to, I don't know, maybe eight rallies.
1: That's awesome. If you have the ability to jump in a plane and get to a rally that way, thumbs up. That's what I'm doing for Moped Spring Break. Um, if I could figure out a way to do that for the pinball, I definitely would. And we're going to talk about your baker's dozen slash pinball experience later on the podcast don't you worry um so you you bounced around a little bit um how we might as well just kind of segue into that now like what was your how did you get involved in the original um dis- long distance moped race uh pinball how was that how do you even get involved in that
0: so I actually did the second. Started planning mm-hmm. at the second pinball, not the first pinball. Yep. Um, and so the first one, I think, was just kind of West Coast, and I don't know.
1: First how, one was East Coast, Jenny. It was Coast, uh, Portland, yeah. Sorry, Maine.
0: That's it was Portland, Maine, down the Key West. Yep, yep. And a bunch of my a bunch of my friends did it. From like Josh Gill did it, and like a, and I just kind of a bunch of my friends did it and it seemed really interesting but um I'm kind of a planner and I don't know that the first one I think there was there was like some I think Kelly did some planning for it kind of from afar but it really is planning like I mean, you literally are throwing rallies every day of the week in a different state with a different, and I don't know why that trips my trigger so much, but it is like the most complicated planning thing ever. So Maitland and I, and uh, just kind of a handful of us, like got together to start planning, but I'd say like Maitland and um, myself, and Joe Pegg are like the consistent people that have stuck through like all of the years of planning. And then a lot of people have like, like Andy is helping now. And there's, there's, I feel like I'm missing someone, but I do all the housing and most of the finish lines and routing stuff mm-hmm. where they do a lot of the computer stuff, um, like websites and, but I, I don't know. I'm just real type A. Like if you know where you want to. And also like, I don't know. It's like at this point, I planned summer camp for the adventure that I want to have with my friends, <laughs> which is pretty nice. I mean, ultimately the people that do pinball, uh, well, it was pinball there now, but now it's Baker's dozen. But the people that do Baker's dozen are like the people that they read. They're like, it's, they kind of do it every year. So it really is sort of like a family reunion at this point for me.
1: Let me ask you this. Um, when you guys went from the Baker's dozen to pinball, how come you shrunk it down to such a low number? Cause,
0: of 13 teams?
1: Because, well, what? it seemed like I think I saw a video, documenta- v- video documentary or whatever i'm fucking that word up um it was uh upjet did it and it seemed like there's only three teams the first year of baker's dozen
0: i don't think that we've had that few of teams you know
1: better than me you know better than me Um, i'm not saying
0: so so they kind of ebb and flow so so we haven't really controlled a whole lot other than it is a baker's dozen, so it makes sense to have 13 teams, um, like at least 13 primary teams. So that was our idea eventually. But we've had some, like one year there was 60 people that did it. Um, the Midwest one was pretty decently big. But then when we went from New York to Los Angeles, yeah. Um, I mean, that was a much smaller one. I mean, there aren't yep. a lot of people that are hyped to do 350 miles through the desert in New Mexico. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, that's a much harder one. This year, so we sort of ebb and flow. We try to pick routes that are one, like the route that we pick, we kind of know what our idea ahead of time of, of what that will pull with the riders. Um, Like, so the Midwest, when we did the Midwest, it was flat and it was corn. And when you go to buy a, when you go to, and it was long distance, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't much stop in. So the bikes that were pretty good were those bikes that took forever to hit their power band and just hold, held strong on flat, flat goways. So each one, you know, when we did the, when we did coastal route one, I mean, it was, a beautiful and nostalgic route the whole way down. We went from Seattle, Washington, basically down to the border of Mexico through the big, Sur.
1: I want, I, I hope somebody Good. does that again. Cause I wasn't in mopeds then. And like, yeah,
0: I, I really see
1: Travis's, I see Travis's like to, uh, video of that. And I'm just like, I see them going. I will always, I never call it the redwood forest. It's the goddamn forest of Endor. Um, <laughs> I see that and I'm just like, I want to fuck it. And I was, I had uh, Matt Man from Moped Head. Like, those guys live near there. I'm like, you guys should do a rally over there. Cause like, I want to go ride mopeds through the Redwood Forest. That's something I have to do. I don't give a shit for yeah, the rally.
0: Cool. I mean, if, if you really love the way that, like, so I always loved mopeds because everything feels different. Mm-hmm. Motorcycles go so fast that it doesn't feel super different on my skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when you, when you go down by water, like your skin gets chilly in a moped or when you put the redwood forest, I swear they like almost, it felt like they breathe. Like it was cold at night. It was wet and humid and cold at night and then warm during the day. And it was like the craziest feeling that I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I think that's why I love mopeds now because of the people. But when I really fell in love with them, it was because it was like a way to experience the back roads of the world in a way that I couldn't like explain v- verbally. Like it was so tactile, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I don't know. I went inside at the Grand Canyon with all of my buddies after riding mopeds for, for one of our Baker's dozen, we had a end day at the Grand Canyon and, We all rode together out there and sat together as a group of like 30 of us. And we're just like, oh, fuck. I'm like looking at the Grand Canyon with my best friends. And,
1: you
0: know, like it was incredible. And so this one coming up, I'm really excited about. I'm always very excited about them each for this reason, but or for some reason. But this one will be the most complicated riding of any of our, any of our routes thus far. Some routes you've won because of your teamwork. Some routes we've won because people have won because of their ability to navigate through cities. Sometimes people have won because of their uh, lack of a chase. Actually chases seem to slow you down a little bit statistically. Like our solo, solo riders actually do very well some, as I, I mean, as
1: I raise my hand, I've I've got a chase, but I'm I am my own team kind of deal.
0: I mean, but this one I think we're doing Tale of the Dragon this year, which is considered the most the hardest spot to ride in a car or a motorcycle. Uh, I don't remember exactly, but I think it's got like two hundred and some turns within an eleven mile radius.
1: So awesome. Um,
0: so. So like, this is, I mean, we're going through basically like Appalachia, like we're kind of up in that area. Um, and, and it's actually like most of the places that we are stopping. So we weren't really sure about COVID this year. So it's going to be a camping uh, A camping one. So there's an option, like if you want to be outside, you do not have to go inside any building. There's no, like, you know, if you still need to distance or if you're not vaccinated by then or if you choose to not get vaccinated, um, it's a great way that we all will have the opportunity to be with each other while being outside and experiencing social distance so that's kind of nice yeah Uh, but yeah I'm excited like one of the times uh, we so so there's this place in Sweetwater Tennessee that is literally the largest underground lake in America and and you have to take boats in it if you go like so if you're going to go and see it there's like boats that you take in a caving system and that is like one of our shorter days that so we can ride and if we all want to go do that we can all go do that together and there's just I don't know one of the days we're staying at like a bike farm that has a brewery in it and that seems pretty rad like the whole thing seems pretty good to me this year and you know what last year fucking sucked like I I don't even really care anymore like what <laughs> what like I think you could put me on like a I don't know on a stump hanging out with my moped buddies and I'd be happy but this year is actually if if you like camping if you like maybe more complicated riding but maybe not super fast um if you these are going to be shorter like some of our days before for Baker's dozen have been like 385 miles. I mean, I think our longest day, maybe I got to look, I'm peeking at it right now. I think our longest day might be right around 200, okay. which I'm, I mean,
1: 200 is still a really good jog that not a lot of people do like,
0: uh, yes.
1: I ride all the time, Jenny Ray, and I'm not trying to flex or anything like that, but I fucking love to ride. And some people that were out on Saturday, that was like their first kind of riding of the year. And it was only 50 miles and they're like, Oh, I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm like, okay. Right. But
0: I mean, like, so if you do Baker's dozen, there's definitely a benefit to being a solo rider as far as times. Mm -hmm. So if you're really competitively racing, which I don't think we're allowed to say like we're actually racing, but we know we all yeah, keep track of fives. But <laughs> if, if, so if times are important and you're com- competing, which many people will do, uh, that there's definitely ways to win it. But also like this would be the baker's dozen. If you want to do a baker's dozen, you can have a team of three. There can be three people in the seats mm-hmm. of that bike. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it, those people that just did 50, and they were sore they could have each done for a day of 200 they could have each done I don't know let me think of my math a little bit more than 50 like 70 and switched out with two other riders and they would have done a day I mean so this is a very doable baker's dozen and this is where not all, many of ours are not doable. Like they are mm-hmm. not supposed to be easy. I wouldn't say this is easy because this is going to be a complicated ride. So this is going to be a ride where people are going to have to know how to ride, yeah. not know how to navigate as much. They'll have to, cause some, some years, like we, you win it. If you know how to use a map, Yeah. but I mean, this is not going to be a year where you're dealing with like i mean i can't even remember when we went did we go through death valley and i mean like in the middle of july or something like yeah like that's literally
1: a death march people like yeah. yeah
0: like this isn't this isn't that year this is the year where you can go and you can do baker's dozen at however it feels good for you and it is very reachable this year however this will be the year, if you want to compete in Baker's dozen that you really need to know how to ride.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I know old Weld Wizard, who is doing the medallions, and I want to know, I asked him about that. How's that going to work if there's solo riders and then there's team riders, how they're going to divvy the medallions up? Like, nobody's answered that one. But so I can He, he wanted part. to do it, but his company is moving buildings. So, like, that's why he can't do it this year. He's like, God, I want to, but I just can't.
0: Um, so I mean, each team gets whatever the medal is. Like we have mm-hmm. one medal per whatever, but we do our times the same way. Way like your team, the bike. It's actually the bike. If you think about it this way, it's the bike that wins, not the oh. ass. The bike, but mm-hmm. it's the bike that we're watching. And so, so you know that bike gets its medal. That whatever. So it it goes that way. Um, and we just kind of let people figure it out. Usually, by the time everybody is very hyped at the start of Baker's Dozen to win <laughs> and compete. And probably by day three, people are like, this, I'm just really excited to make it through today. <laughs> <Everybody>, <laughs> yeah,
1: and day five, everybody's ready to stab each other, is what you're saying? <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think we all get along really well. Yeah. Together. There was one year that there was some conflict, but I think, um, you know, we have some pretty strong rules associated with, uh, being, uh, Chill. supportive your fellow man mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll definitely DNF people if they are a danger or hindrance yeah. to others or tamper with anyone's bike.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and when I say stabby, I just talk about myself. Like no, I, I, I get me. like loud and that's all I'll do. I'll get loud and I'll swear a bunch and I'll walk away. And I'm always but, mad at objects, never people.
0: I frankly think that there is every single team can do every single day mm-hmm. for this one, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll win it. But that definitely, yep. Also, I think Charlie, I don't know if Charlie buzzard is going or not, but I will say one year, Charlie decided that every person was going to finish Baker's dozen. And he stopped to fix everyone's bike, huh. like literally stopped. And he probably would have placed first that year, but he fixed everyone else's bike that failed. <laughs> he just like was at the end. And he just followed along and fixed everybody's bike and gave him a little pep talk and got him back on the road. So hopefully Charlie is here.
1: Well, I'd like to see Charlie. He was, uh, I, I, I can't speak for Charlie. That's all. Uh, yeah. It's not my place. Yeah. Um, you said 2020 sucked for everybody and it fucking did. And I mean, Dude, I have I, the worst
0: ever you like, did I and I it like make up. My, yeah. luck.
1: my 2018, 19 sucked, but it didn't suck as bad as your 2020. Um, do you kind of, for the people who don't know, do you kind of just want to give us the cliff notes of kind of what's gone on in Jenny Ray's life? I mean, I know Thomas kind of said something when it first happened and do you just kind of want to give the Moped community kind of status update about you and your health conditions?
0: Yes, but first I have to give a thank you because I would not be okay right now if it wasn't for my moped friends. There were three people that like completely subsidized my living expenses. And one was Thomas and Ash. And that, so I gets us two of them. So <laughs> Thomas and Ash and then um, Mars mars i don't know if you guys know him from the boston area i've and heard then, the
1: name kicked around and that's the and, truth and, that's not me trying to be nice and associate
0: and then joe pyreck who's an old hell satan and I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't know that many people know him because he's been around for a while but kind of does lots of things but so they actually financially subsidized my house and or my life and like i mean like to the amount of like $15,000. That's so
1: unbelievable. I'm
0: so very thankful that they kept my kids fed and all of that. And when I think about mopeds, like who would have thought that barbecue 13 would have been what pulled it together and like made cancer be okay. But <laughs> I got diagnosed with breast cancer at the very start of this pandemic and my very first mammogram. I went in to have them check out my girls and then uh, found out that my girls were filled with all kinds of cancer. So Aww. I have a brand new set of girls now of which have never been touched by any moped person. So they are as <laughs> pure as the driven snow. <laughs> so I am pretty, I'm pretty hyped about that. I, maybe it was, maybe it was you guys that <laughs> that did it in so all of my moped girlfriends if you've ever had your boobs touched by a moped boy go get a mammogram because I'm we don't really know we don't really know what did it but there's a lot of two-stroke oil on those fingers
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's the cause of cancer but one never knows
0: I'm not sure yeah just go get it done yeah get it out so yeah, yeah. um but yeah I got diagnosed it was my first um and I don't know how much you guys want to know, but it was my first, well, it's kind of funny. So I went in and got diagnosed and found out that I had cancer, Uh, like the day that my job shut down. So I'm in the waiting room and I had like had all these tests and like, you kind of know they're like, oh, you got to come back for more testing. And then you got to show back for more testing. We can't really tell. And you're like, well, fuck, you just gave me like radioactive dye. Yeah. So I'm certain that there's like, oh, this was like a $10,000 test. Like I'm certain it's not great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, But so I like, they schedule you this appointment um, where you go in and then like someone officially tells you that you had cancer. And mine was at the very start of COVID. um, Like the very, very start. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. in the waiting Room and my job calls me and my boss is like, hey, um, I, don't come back to work. There's this disease and we have to clean everything. So <laughs> we're going to close. It was like a Thursday. And she was like, yeah. we're going to close until Monday to give proper time for everybody to clean. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like I'm about to find out I have cancer. I swear to God, I won't be in work tomorrow. Like I'm having my little yeah. panic waiting room. And then my doctor comes out and I swear she's like dressed in a hazmat suit like oh jesus christ her face. she had like all this like protective covering on and pulled me back and like i have no idea it like looked a lot like um it was so surreal that my brain could not grasp it like like yes. i walked back like it's surreal to have somebody say okay you have breast cancer and immediately you think like oh my god i'm going to die which is yeah. totally not true like breast cancer is a very treatable mm-hmm. form of cancer. I will say it sucks to get it treated, but it's not, not true. Like I, most people don't die of breast cancer, mm-hmm. but, um, so she comes out and like, it was, it was hard for me to process at the same time. Like that, I have breast cancer, and that like my doctor is dressed in a hazmat suit. And that's this traumatic crazy- as
1: fuck. I can't even like, imagine, like, Jenny. Like, what the fuck do you say to the doctor coming face. in with a hazmat suit? It's like, what?
0: And it's like, it's a big enough disease that like you have to have like a hood and a like respirator on. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. I think my doctor freaked out too about it and was like very upset very well protected and especially so,
1: the early on in the pandemic like nobody knew what the fuck this thing was gonna do so every i'd have rather looking back at it now i'm glad everybody has erred on the side of caution and that's all i'll say
0: well me too because i feel like catching covid and cancer <laughs> would have <laughs> really
1: sucked yeah
0: but i mean i i'm fully vaccinated now and i'm like ready to lick door handles so
1: I'm only fifty um, percent. I'm I'm only licking sides of ho- door handles. Pretty soon I'll get the yeah. whole thing in my mouth, and it'll be fucking beautiful.
0: It'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, it'll be nice. I'm gonna like shake some hands and give some hugs. Then that'll be some good stuff.
1: You know what? I might break the rules at Moped Spring Break. I'm fifty percent. I might fucking hug the shit out of some people I haven't seen for a year. Or so whatever.
0: That's good. Yep. Yeah, I think it'll be a good, I'm itchy for like, I think I'm so itchy for this year's Baker's Dozen and we did it so that, like the idea of sitting around like campfiring with all of my friends for a week sounds pretty rad after Mm -hmm. the last year we just did not see each other. Yeah. But yeah, so I... um. I guess like treatment wise, I'm, I still have chemo until October 19th. Um, I have like no detectable cancer. They can't find it. Uh, Like they can't find that I have any cancer. And so they believe that I am cancer free.
1: It's
0: pretty exciting. I've had a ton. Yeah. I moved over into survivor status and like they talk to you different, but I mean, I, I wish so I wish I had gotten a mammogram earlier because by the time that they had caught it I was late stage two or early stage three
1: yeah um, that's
0: and so I had, a, I had a really large and for those of you that have seen my breasts which unfortunately is a great many of your listeners <laughs> probably um I I mean I'm like was very small breasted so like I it was probably like a an A or a B cup and the tumor was um, three centimeters up and down and six centimeters across. So it was like functionally half of my right breast and it oh, was wow. in my nodes. Um, and so that's why they say like, we can't detect it. Like they, you know, like it was in my lymph nodes. So they're pretty certain that chemo did it and got it all out, but I had, I had chemo that made my hair fall out. I had a double mastectomy. I had my ovaries removed. I found out that I have like weaker bones. So I broke a couple bones. Oh no. Like just because I don't know, they like mess with your estrogen levels when you Mm -hmm. have a female, like breast cancer can be related to estrogen and progesterone or, uh, and another another thing called Herceptin, I think, or HER2 protein. And so mine like ate all of those foods. So they like limited my estrogen and estrogen is one of the things that makes your bones strong for women. And so I've gotten to do, which is why I had to give up coffee today because my doctor was like, Oh, your bones aren't strong. Let's try to do it by diet and exercise. And I was like, what's that mean? And they're like, well, you have to start exercising, and you can't drink wine or coffee anymore. And I was like, "You're a real motherfucker,
1: dude." That again.
0: I'm telling you, they're stated. I think they make it up. Like I think <laughs> they're like, I really One, do think they make it up.
1: Did they make sure you weren't a smoker as well? Because that's all I heard during my recovery time when I shattered my femur, like, and when I tore my heart. Um, they're like, it's a good thing you quit smoking because you would take a lot longer to fucking heal. And I was like, yeah.
0: Well, they actually were like, really, when I got surgery. So a double mastectomy is not an easy surgery, and I've had no. a decent surgeries, but they they were very clear about like, um, it's not, yeah, not smoking because you just yeah. heal it takes forever to heal but I don't, I don't smoke. I should probably start to at least make getting cancer honest or something. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, don't smoke. It's a bad deal. Like I'm still, I'm still smoke free. So
0: I'm like super wholesome now. I got like a thousand kids and I don't smoke. And now I don't drink coffee. And I don't know what happened to me.
1: Adulting. That's what fucking happened. I know but
0: awful. I know. And my kids really want to go on Baker's dozen with me. And I'm just like, I just need some space for you. Like why? I mean, my kids are rad. So I, I basically have four kids that are foster and adoptive kids. And I have a 16, a 15 and 14 year old girl. I'm adopting a 13 year old girl. So I'll have five. And then I have a three and a half year old and my three and a half year old is kind of always with me. Uh-huh. Um, He's not very judgy. My other ones are very judgy and, <laughs> and I always am like a little nervous that they're going to just come out of their like little judgy shell and do super naughty things. Cause you know, it sounds great, but I basically have a moped, um, a moped group of naughty teenagers now. Oh. So like, I feel like mopeding has like prepared me for this.
1: Have you let them get on mopeds yet?
0: No. And you know what I have? So I can't ride right now because of mm-hmm. my bones. Exactly. But, um, I have three really nice bikes um, like in my garage. And one of my girls wants to ride so bad.
1: Come on, mom.
0: I know. Well, Dylan. Get her
1: a time. full face. I'm sure some of the moped community will donate one. And freaking let her ride.
0: I know. And I have three and she's such, I wouldn't say, I like to say they're such good kids, but I'll be honest. My kids are little terrors. They're teenage
1: girls. Okay. I have a, I have a thousand nieces. Like they're all girl. Like they're, they're they're terrors.
0: They're so feisty and they're good. And like, they behave well. They're just, Mm -hmm. you know, they're teenage
1: girls. We've said this like four times. Like, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but she wants i have a when well, I don't have any unkitted bikes at this point, so I have a i mean what am i gonna put like a sixteen year old on a bike that does like forty five see yeah. like I, I don't know i have like i don't have any i don't have any learn how to i don't have any mopeds with training wheels
1: <laughs> i think there i think there's a moped club out near your way now in rapid city, like the sloths or something like that. Like they're I a rom club.
0: Them. You know about them. You let me know. I don't yeah. know. Who they are.
1: The, it's not, I'm not, I'm not going to say turbo snails. Cause those guys are out in California, but like the street sloths or something like that. They're on That's Instagram.
0: Oh, Oh, well, will you send me that information? Cause I should connect to them. Yeah. yeah. Be pretty um, fun. I don't know anybody out here. I just,
1: get on that Instagram Jenny Ray like that's where like all the I'm
0: on un- Instagram. I'm that's where all cool. the
1: unknown moped people are at is Instagram
0: dude I'm a 42 almost 43 year old woman yeah like I'm cool anymore I really am not
1: I was I'm never cool not- what are you talking about like I was a I'm a dork I am the biggest dork you'll ever meet like yeah no don't even talk to me you are cool I can tell you that much I'm a freaking dork that lives on the right side of the river in Minnesota. Um, But when you and your girls come out for the three fair thing we talked about the last time. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, You guys are still welcomed. I wasn't. Just so everybody knows, this is actually Jenny Ray's second chance at Second Chance of Moped Podcast.
0: I got really drunk the last time and threatened to fight a lot of people. So he didn't publish.
1: Yeah. And it was, it was very, I'll admit, Jenny was going through some stuff. I was maybe going through some stuff in my own life and I'm a sensitive P and that really fucked me up for about three days. And I was like, I can't fucking publish this. I just can't. So (laughs) nobody will ever hear that episode. And thank
0: you. so there's a secret episode, although many of you guys have seen me really drunk and feisty. So I'm sure, I'm sure it wouldn't surprise you, but yes, it was a tough day. Um, so, but I did
1: agree to allow Jenny Ray and her 55 kids to come to my house. And I am still more, I wasn't just saying that to agree with no, you. We're so coming. you didn't beat me up over the internet. You guys oh. are still welcomed in my house.
0: We're definitely, we're definitely coming. So just you don't make any plans for Labor Day weekend or, you know, you can, and we'll just use your house. It's fine.
1: Yeah, whatever. It's mopeds it's
0: right <laughs> and if anybody wants to come out here and visit in rapid city we have a ton of space and lots of fun stuff to do
1: it's only a 12-hour lots- drive but no big deal
0: lots of unused mopeds right now since a little osteoporosis diagnosis means that they steal mopeds and caffeine and wine
1: yeah what <laughs>
0: what's jerks? So- like every time i go to the doctor i'm just like are you for real like you're making that up like why would you even think that that's reasonable? <laughs>
1: Jenny, Ray, don't worry. One day the worm will turn and they'll start giving you good news of what you can start doing again. Um,
0: Ooh, that's gonna I, be remember, like the
1: I remember six months of doctor's appointments where they kept telling me what I could and couldn't do and couldn't, couldn't do and couldn't, couldn't do. And then finally, I remember the day the doctor said, okay, Jim, you can now get off your walker. And he can use a cane. And then I also let him know, what do you feel about me flying? And the doctor <laughs> goes, well, take some baby. No. no, no. I'm getting on an airplane in five hours to go down to Florida. And like, he wasn't impressed with my decision at that point, but I started popping baby aspirin right then. Cause they're worried about blood clots and whatnot. Uh, oh, they're
0: too cautious.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just not uh, for it,
0: but yeah, it's, I don't know. Health stuff has been crappy this year, and I have the tiniest little pixie haircut at this point because
1: it's so punk rock.
0: Hair, its pretty tough. All my hair fell out, um and that's not fun. But it's grown back, and
1: it's very thick know. and luscious. I will say that Thank the you. the pixie Thank hair you, you have—we've um, got, got it.
0: A, Good what hair. was that, Jenny? <laughs> I got good hair. I'm looking at it
1: right now. You guys, yeah, but I'm looking. Oh, my coffee is almost out. So there, I think yeah. we're, we're almost getting towards the end of the <laughs> podcast. Um, I can't thank everybody enough for this journey I've been on for the past year and uh Oh, everybody hears me talking about Gail. She is calling me right now. Gail is my mom. Um, Sorry, Mom, I had to hang up on you. Um, I can't thank everybody enough for this journey. This started out with an idea with Ashley Ackley, uh, the former proprietor of Brapcast, and just kind of saw where it was. And when Ashley had to bow out, I am stubborn, and I figured I could keep it going. And I reached out to a friend in... The sober community, which I am a part of, and said, "Can you help me out, Casey?" And he said, "Yes." And we got through a few episodes, and I kind of took the reins and figured it out. And it's been fucking rad. I have met so many people in the moped community because of this. It is giving me, you know, it's been pretty enjoyable. I will say that getting to meet people like Jenny Ray, um, actually getting to talk to. You know, one of the early episodes, Thomas and Ashley, who I, Ashley, you're a fucking cat mom, regardless of what you say, you love cats. You can, you can talk all the shit you want on your podcast, but we all know how much you love cats for somebody who doesn't like cats. You post a lot of pictures about them. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that, Ashley. Um, To Dave, like David Los Tupacapres, dude, you're still one of my favorite episodes. Like I am going to come to LA and we're going to get those fucking burritos Um, but yeah, Jenny Ray, is there anybody you want to shout out or say hi to, or anything like that?
0: No, no. I feel like I say hi to everybody in real life. Although I will say, I just saw on the Instagrams that Bronwyn just got married and I want to, even though she's not listening, I'm real happy. I was real happy to see that. And I suppose I'll shout out to whoever is in Rapid City that I don't even know that should maybe come over and get some hamburgers. Cause I think we got hamburger joints here, not burger time, but joints. (laughs) Also, why do you, why did you set your thing for a year? Like, I don't know who starts at something and they're like, this is, why didn't I get to set my, like, I could have set my cancer thing to be like, I'm, I'm only going to do this for a year, but like, why do you set it at a year?
1: Realistic goal. Um, I don't. Some of it was out of spite because kind of the way things ended with Ashley, it was kind of all, you know, I call, the reason why Ashley left was because I can be a perfectionist at times and I will always, I will never ask somebody to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do. And Ashley was unable to fill some commitments and I called her lazy and she didn't take that well. Very nice. No, it wasn't, but I have since apologized. And Ashley is always more than welcome at my house and more than well I will still work on her bikes if she needs me to, because Ashley is good at a lot of things. But like as you talked about, Jenny Ray, you know, you're not a wrencher. And you no know what that's okay. and I, I want guess. to say that's okay if you're into mopeds and you're not into wrenching on them. That's fine. I'm an idiot who's been turning a wrench since he was a kid, and I love the puzzle. And I used to get people in like if you just want to ride mopeds and have people fix your bikes, that's fine. That's okay. I mean, hardly people do it all day long and nobody gives them shit because none of those guys know how to work on their bikes. Yeah, That's right. I said it. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of my thing. I just wanted to do it for a year and I don't know. It's kind of, I'm, I'm wondering if that's. So, how long are you
0: going to do mopeds for before you quit? Did you give yourself a realistic goal? Are you like I'm gonna do mopeds for five years?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm gonna
0: buy twenty three. No, maybe nine Honda Hobbits that are yellow is like your level. Well, of...
1: I'm trying to liquidate hobbits right now. Goddamn Eric from Mankato, Cato, fucking hoarder Eric is what I'm gonna call him. He sent me a damn Craigslist ad today for a Hobbit for a hundred and fifty five bucks. Jenny Ray. Why the hell is somebody selling any moped for? I don't know, 50, but uh, if
0: it's stock, I will totally buy it for my kid. I, I just I, need a stock bike for my My kids could ride stock. I'm okay with that. I just cannot put them on my kid's bikes.
1: Well, everybody heard Jenny Ray giving me shit for the last 20 minutes. I cut some of it out because it was just her berating me. But Jenny Ray, I love you. Um, yeah, I said a month or so ago that this is coming to an end. I gave a year commitment. Once I throw this up, it's going to be roughly a year. Um, Moped Spring Break's going on right now. Going to be going on this weekend. I fly out Friday morning. Jess Smog's picking me up. I can't wait to see Jess and Conan. Um, it's been too long, guys. You yeah, have Paul Johnson, Josh Davis, Mickey, Marie. I'm sure I'm missing some other people in a van somewhere going across the country. And that's what this is. It's a moped community. And I've got to meet so many more people in the moped community because of this podcast. And Jenny giving me crap. And I look at, I would have never learned about the Baker's Dozen Build if it wasn't for Moped Monday podcast. Um, Thomas and Ashley, you guys are so kind and giving of your time to so many people jason is that cool cat that i think a lot of people want to be like that just level all the time um i still every time i think of mopeds i think of getting on shane johnson's black 83 hobbit it'll always wreck it, it was the reason why my life is destroyed today and Jenny kept giving me crap. What, what are you going to be done mopeds in five years? And like timeline. What what the hell is a timeline? So I think I don't, I wouldn't be able to articulate myself well enough. And I remember hearing once in a movie, I think it was American History X, if you can't think of something, steal it from somewhere else. So with that, I will give you my response if this is over or not.
0: I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving! The show
1: goes on! We'll see you next week. Mopeds are dumb, everyone.